0: Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode.
1: Hi, hey
2: everybody, we're live. We're not live, we're not. We are live. We are. Live. We are,
0: with we are live. <laughs> That's
2: what you we were
3: talking about before, what we're kind
0: of pie
2: about- do you like to eat? Not the I like
1: season. The pie it's season. Are we to pie season? is it season. season?
2: There you go. We have snow on Pike's mm-hmm. Peak. It's kind of cool. When does pie is season officially start? Exactly. Okay. Right,
1: right.
4: Uh, we'll talk about right. the live topic for like ten minutes, and then the rest of the time we'll talk about pie. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> We are live, so uh, let's go ahead and give it
3: an introduction, everyone. We're all angry here at CLCI and probably craving sweets a little bit too much to be going live at the moment, but we don't want to miss you guys. So we're here again at four, and we will be speaking about today a bit of a spooky topic. Uh, We want to be a bit topical, as is in this season right now. So uh, we will be talking about facing the fears in your clients, Um, inevitably, as a coach, You will come across instances where your client has some fears, has blocks, insecurities. These things are going to come up over the course of your coaching sessions. And today we kind of want to start talking about for you guys, just kind of display what those fears might be. And then also give our take as to how we can maybe dispel some of these fears in your clients, how to manage and navigate those as a coach um, once they do come up and you do encounter them as a coach. So let's go ahead and first off, what's your, what's your favorite pie flavor, Brooke?
1: Lemon. Lemon, lemon. pie. I make a mean lemon pie. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, secondarily, what do you guys think scares a client the most when they're in a session?
1: Well, like, what kind of scared are we talking about? Like, are we talking about, like, I'm scared of, of uh, I mean, is this irrational? <laughs> are they
3: rational? I say when... In general, in general, what do you think? What do you think scares? So outside of obviously sitting across from someone, maybe poti- potentially for the first time meeting them. I mean, just in general, um, what scares a client about coaching sessions?
1: Okay, all right. Because you know what I do. I mean, I
2: used to scare people for a living.
4: Yeah. <laughs> the coaching <ceremony>, <laughs> mean, with you.
2: I, I don't think the coaching session necessarily scares them. I think what can be uncomfortable are decisions they make during a coaching session and the potential of how it will change their lives.
1: Well, yeah, we talked about that a little last week. Like Mm
4: -hmm. Maybe the fear of commitment, which Um, is also a fear I share.
3: I think, I think everyone's a, a little afraid of commitment, depending on what it so is. I'm not about commitment. What is that?
2: No, I'm pretty good at commitment. Just saying. <laughs> Honestly. No, um, I'm, I'm pretty good at it, too, actually.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, I don't know. Maybe a client is afraid of maybe sort of opening up or delving deeper. Well, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, I think,
1: okay, honestly, we all just get real here. We, we could be guesstimating about other clients all day long, right? We can do that. But Experience. how about we take this to like a place where, where we can actually relate to it and go, okay, well, if I was a client and be real in this moment, what, what would I be afraid of? Um, and there are things that we are afraid of facing as human beings like there are topics there are things within ourselves that we maybe deny or don't want to work on because <coughs> they are serving a purpose for us in our lives in some regard and so it can be scary to have that brought up mm-hmm. by a uh, by a, a coach for sure um
3: you, you guys yeah sorry sorry go ahead no no, go. No, no no carry on <laughs> your turn uh, having been a client before here uh Live at times, um, nah. a, really, yeah. a really scary portion of that is being just being vulnerable and opening up and allowing yourself to kind of not completely, uh, you know, open up your closet and give everything that you've got to the world, especially again, if you're here live online nah. uh, but with, with, a, with a coach, it can be just a bit, a bit scary trying to, again, be vulnerable with them. Uh, share with them some things that you may not probably, I would assume, on a you know a regular basis share with most people. Um, and it, you know, again, it, the to get a successful coaching coaching session, and uh, I think it takes a lot of vulnerability, which for me has got to be one of the more terrifying aspects of being a client.
1: Establishing trust is a huge part of our curriculum um and, and creating that safe space And what, what is the purpose of that why do we have to be in a safe space and why do we have to this trust that's because our clients will be vulnerable they're going to be we want them to open up and be willing to explore and in order to do that you have to be to a degree in a vulnerable state be willing to share those things that you don't maybe put out there for other people um and that can be a, that can be that's a scary thing for a lot of people to be emotional and real and actually mm-hmm. share what they're actually feeling and thinking we I mean how many walls do most people put up and build and I mean barricades to keep people out of what they're actually thinking and feeling um,
2: well as- and they don't want to be judged they don't want to yeah. be judged in that there's times they don't yeah in the beginning when I was a little more silent when I was listening and just giving a little more silence, in a space the client would feel you didn't like that did you or you, you know and i'm like instead of because in that space while we've been training you know silence is golden but in that space it was awkward for the client not because they needed that space it needed to be filled in space you know i'm, I'm thinking about what you shared i'm understanding and listening and right so that's what i needed to fill in in that particular space so it's understanding that client in the moment as well um
1: again so with with that i mean that is that there's so much i mean addresses the magic of coaching one of the magic parts of coaching and that's that creating a safe space uh theory um and and uh really it is a unique place to be in when you're in a good coaching session with a coach that you are connected with and you have that magic. I mean, we actually get it in our classrooms a bit, uh, which is kind of awesome. Um, But uh, it's just this space where you can be you and you're accepted and you can just be free to think and feel. And um, but that's not going to happen instantaneously for everybody. Right. That's going to be something that sometimes takes a little while to build up more. Um, How do you guys suggest getting your clients to to be willing to open up, to give you that safe space to, to, you know, to be a part of it.
2: Sometimes it just takes time, you know, depending on who you're talking with and being patient, you know, you as a coach have to be patient for the process to work and grow. Sometimes coaches are not patient. They feel like there should be more happening in a session and that's really more about the coach than it is the client. The clients, if they're doing their work and they're feeling supported, even through their fears, that information's going to grow and change as we unfold, unpack, take time uh, to discover what they're talking about.
3: I would say, I know. Oh, oh. Well, so that actually that's a nice segue. Yeah, that's a segue for uh, what I was going to say, which um, I think are really really good way to kind of establish uh trust um is to again establish that vulnerability with your client and holding space um for that silence is big i know in my experience um as a client um having you know whoever is coaching me at the moment just hold a you know a, you know 30 second pause allows me to breathe think Gather my thoughts and be able to organize, uh, you know, something that I can go ahead and relay to the coach. And again, that typically uh, in that in that space of silence, it's typically a space of vulnerability that's being reflected because I, again, I've been given the opportunity to truly, genuinely think about what I want to reply with next.
4: Isn't using silence though also like a kind of like a fear tactic? It can be. I know.
3: If you I mean, see
4: it I mean, that way, I, think. I I mean, I kind of see it that way. Like, you know, a lot of.
3: Communication? Like, it can it certainly
4: be scary. A lot of, I guess, yeah. investigators will use silence yeah. as a tactic to, to get somebody to speak because it's uncomfortable and it is scary, like Linda said. But so it's, it's a different
2: dynamic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's different body language. Not and different tones. Like, yeah, well, we're well,
4: on what, their what, side. What I'm getting at is that silence is uncomfortable and can feel scary. Isn't that a way, though, we can prompt our clients to talk, though?
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're we're not not staring at
4: them intently, like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I used to say, like, uh, you knew that you were comfortable with somebody, that, like, you had reached a level of... Of comfort when you could share a silence with a person and not feel awkward. Like that's yeah. when you knew that you had rapport, essentially you had reached a level. It's like a, it's a level up moment. <laughs> um, like is that when you can be in the same room as somebody else and you don't have to fill it in with noise and you can just be silent. It's a good indication that you are comfortable around that person. And so I think that that is something that we strive for in coaching to get with our clients where mm-hmm. we can sit in silence and they're not going to feel accused or like they have to fill in the space um however if they do that's okay too so be right back
4: i've got a question for everyone is Mm
2: -hmm.
4: fear always a bad thing is fear a bad thing in a coaching session
2: to define what you mean fear a bad thing someone talking about their fear or being afraid
4: i i guess a client being afraid and having these fears about opening up and working with a with a coach. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but the fears tend to manifest themselves into blocks. And that's when fear becomes a bad thing in a coaching session, because it sort of inhibits the, uh, the session. So what I want to get at is what are some like blocks that maybe we encounter as coaches a lot of the time? Um, or what are some like blocks a client actively puts on themselves because they're referring
1: <laughs> well, that's a lot. I mean, that's where like the I can't do that. I couldn't possibly do that. I, mm-hmm. I there's no way I was capable. I could be capable. That's not possible. Any of the, those kind of moments when you hear your client backpedaling before they've even made the attempt, that's an indication that there's block. That's an indication that there is something there that they are. They've already canceled out the opportunity before even attempting to get it.
2: Well and then then there's the flip side of that someone who just comes up with the perfect answer in a quick moment and and that perfect answer is not congruent with who they've been through the coaching session so that would be also a block it's not something they're going to do it's just they're answering correctly that's the right answer oh, people right. pleaser concept yeah Placation kind
4: of thing where you're placating your, your coach mm-hmm. or the maybe the person who's just like yes let's go for this let's do this but they're kind of they're not taking an account of like how they're going to get there, what steps they're going to take, or, I mean, I kind of see that as a gambler's sort of fallacy where like you just ignore the odds, ignore if it's a good idea or not. And you just say, yeah, let's go for it and let's do it. That's well,
1: okay. Better. So I'm going to be devil's advocate there. and say good idea, bad idea. It's not our job to decide. As coaches, it's not our job to decide what is a good or bad idea for our clients. Our job is to let well, them decide and
2: then support them.
4: Maybe That's what a, I mean. That,
2: that part is a huge discussion in in learning, in training, because many coaches think they're the ones that make the decision on whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. It's it's very interesting.
4: Maybe what I meant was not that it's a good idea or a bad idea. It's just there's no in there, like there's no meat or substance to it. Like there's no accountability, there's no steps on how so, they're going to get there like, like, it's
1: well, an that, idea. again that's sort of that is the disregarding what the work of a coaching session would be to some degree isn't it like the idea is we come in as a as a client we set a goal right mm-hmm. we say okay so this is my goal for the session uh and if that's to work on another goal then whatever you work on in that session will be creating that plan and those steps um now if at the end of the session he said oh i'd also like to go to the moon and i yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, okay, well, next week, let's
2: talk about that. <laughs> Did You guys see William Shatner's going to the moon? I mean, going out in the outer space. Anyway, I
4: don't know that?
2: He's ninety years know. old. He's, awesome. he's ninety. Shatner. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and he's he's still getting around.
1: Awesome. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. yeah.
4: Absolutely.
2: If anything's possible. You just never know.
1: Well, exactly. No, you can go to the moon if you want to go to the moon. Hell, uh, it's possible. It's just, you have to figure out how to get there. It might be a long process, but if you're willing, this yeah. is what just something I firmly believe, and I, I, I really blame my parents for this, um, uh, because my whole life, um, I, I, for whatever reason, they told me that anything was possible for me. I could do anything I want because of who I was, because of it, But if I believed it, I could do it. And I grew up absolutely believing that, and I still do to this day, that anything is freaking possible if i put my mind to it if i am determined enough if i take the time and i put that time i mean barring you know a, a meteorite coming down and killing me or something like that i can i will i can make it happen <laughs> um it is and it's surprising i have learned how easy sometimes it can be to make doors that seem impossible open like you can reach people that i i, that I have i have gotten to work with people to do things that i never thought were possible it's just by tenacity and saying yes and, and keep going um the trouble is sometimes as it's hard to keep going <laughs> um, and that's where life gets in the way and all these things and, and keeping that focus on that goal can be a little tough at times
4: so. what if we have a client who has had the opposite sort of effect? we have a client who's throughout their whole life has been told you can't do this it's you're, you're it small yeah and they've been sort of Other people have been affirming this, but they've also been reaffirming this their whole life and they want to get coaching, but they're always, there's putting themselves in this box and they say, well, I would like to maybe, I don't know, run a marathon, but I can't, I'm not that person.
1: Well, and that's the thing. That's, that's a big old block right there. That's a big old Mm -hmm. fear. Ultimately what that is, is, is them, it's the story, that internal dialogue that we tell ourselves. I'm only capable of this, and so and we reaffirm it. We look, we actually, because it's so embedded in us, we seek out the moments when it's reaffirmed because it keeps it just affirms that belief, and so that's what we'll that's see. A
4: confirmation bias at that point, like you're. It is. You're become, it does become a confirmation.
1: bias. Absolutely, does become a confirmation bias. So the, that as a coach, breaking that can be very, very. It's it's not going to happen overnight, typically, and it's gone. And when your client's not ready for it, you can't go there either. Well, is
4: that even the job of a coach to break that?
2: Well, not necessarily. We're not going to break it, yeah, but if, we're going to support the coach, them. Maybe that we're in that place of growth. But yeah, if
1: they're if they're ready to like move past that thought process, mm-hmm. we would ask them. To, we would be there to support them through that.
4: Mm-hmm. How do we then? help them to get to that point where they want that's to
1: dangerous because that's you know. us being attached to an outcome and that's us mm. tell wanting them to get to a place right. Without us getting like without, you know, like that's our agenda, not their agenda at that mm. point. And that's, the, that's the this that, can like be,
4: <laughs> that can be hard for coaches though, because from your third point of view, your perspective, it might be so clear in oh your head. That this oh. is the problem. So, it's just like, it's the nail in the forehead. And you're just like, yeah. I, can I just take that nail? Oh, so I was using,
1: exactly. I, so I was using coaching uh, in, in this is when I was working on a film and, um, I had people not getting along and I just wanted to beat it into their heads. Like, it's so obvious. Come on. And it was driving me crazy. And so I'm coaching them and I'm coaching, them, trying to get them to see And it. it wasn't until like the very end that the light turned on, but you don't know how many times I was so frustrated. I wanted to be like, yes, let's get there. Like, um. But if you're not ready for it, there's nothing you can do there. It's just not going to click. It's not going to work. And they were in a place where they were still angry at each other and they weren't ready to move forward. And so there was no coaching them through that until somebody was willing to break that anger and and, and start to be more
4: willing. Here's my question. Then you've got the block Mm -hmm. that's there, you can't really tackle it head on because that's your goal as a coach, not the client's. But it keeps inhibiting the coaching sessions.
1: We ask about it. So let's see. Do you have do you have a pre-existing do you have something that you tell yourself, Anthony?
4: Mm. Mm. Sorry, I'm too insecure for this conversation right
1: now. (laughs) So tell me more about your insecurity.
4: Let me uh, how about this? How about this? I I, it's sort of insincerity and I steer away from sort of like more in-depth topics about myself. I like to deflect with humor or stuff like that. And it prevents people from getting to know the real me.
1: So tell me more about why, or why, preventing people from getting to know the real
4: you. Um you know, I, is this related to my goal, though? Do I really want to talk about this? Right.
1: We don't have a goal, darn it, so we can't yeah, really do right. this.
4: So this isn't real. But I mean, what if? So what if? I, I guess I am really deflecting now. But what now. if the client wants to doesn't want to go down that route?
2: Well, then we don't. We don't mm-hmm. dig. We don't dig. We don't want to dig. We don't I
4: pick. call it. We don't poke the bear. It's poking the bear. Right? I, we I'm sort of when before. the client says stop. I bring up the worst possible example. They don't want to talk about it, but it also keeps inhibiting the coaching session.
1: I've, and I've had this actually. I've had this with a. I had this with a client where where she was clearly dancing around a subject and just didn't want to go there. Like she it was a block. It was a big, giant like blinking sign block, and she just was not. She just didn't want to address it. Um and and I there's nothing you can do to force them to. I, I would ask questions. I would. it. it, it she would tap on it. But until she's ready, she's not ready to go there.
2: Or they aren't, they're waiting for Mm -hmm. the perfect moment to actually spring the information. Thinking of some clients, one of the, and I'm not going to give away too much of that detail, but one of the things I finally came to, I go, I am missing something. Help me understand what I'm missing. And then that's when the answer came out. We're doing this dance, going around in circles you know, we're talking about the different fears that they were going through. And then the, the, the answer came out and it was like, oh, well, of course, this all makes sense now. Everything fell into place. So like Anthony said, it can be a deflection until it can no longer be a deflection because that became an important piece in that coaching moment.
1: Well, again, it's that it's the, the, when they were ready to go there. They went there, right? I mean, um, and maybe it didn't take you asking about mm-hmm. it. You obviously at that point had not figured out that you were missing something, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it again, is timing is a, a very important thing. But I'm not going to say that it's so critical because I think that we are given, if we're coaching with our clients, several opportunities to to address things. It's not mm-hmm. like a, one done. You have to have the perfect question at the perfect time. That's a fear that mm-hmm. coaches have. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's definitely a fear. They yeah. want to be you guys all day. Is, is fear
1: yeah. Um, because that's a huge one that comes up in our classes. Is, is how do I know I've got the right question? I'm asking the right question. Is this? The, I want to make sure I'm. It's the right question, at the right time, and I'm I'm asking the right questions. But I to that I say, what is right and wrong? <laughs> that that is it's not. Don't stress about that. Right. Um, trust the process. Uh, but that's a huge fear that coaches have um we want to talk about fears i mean what other fears
2: do coaches have oh they got bunches they got fears of leaving their day job for this coaching gig they've got fears uh about not understanding what the client is saying they've got fears about what? What if they steer them wrong? Well, then that's yeah. not coaching with yeah, yeah. me. What <laughs> like what if they, yeah. yeah,
1: that's a big one. Or what if, the, what if what if my friends and family laugh at me, or what if nobody takes me seriously, or what if I'm not what if I'm not good enough or trained enough, or you know, I, I don't have enough experience. Enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot of lot of coach fears mm-hmm. we get to hear. Uh, but I think a big one that comes up in the coaching sessions is that. Will I have the right questions? Will I know what to ask next? Um, uh, will I know how to help my client, essentially? Mm-hmm. And and what if what if my client is more experienced than me? Or what if, you know, I, I, well, the beautiful thing is you don't need to know. You just have to be able to be curious, uh, right?
3: <laughs> I think that could be something that could potentially scare a client. would be overthinking, being in that headspace of where you're just assuming that the client is thinking themselves that this guy... Across from me, me, my coach has no idea what they're doing. And that might make it an uncomfortable space for your client oh. to actually, again, open Why up. the and...
1: client hire you if they had no idea what they well, I
3: mean. doing? Well, I mean, that overthinking space where it becomes apparent mm-hmm. that, you know, you're kind of just too stuck in your head. You're mm-hmm. taking too long to kind of just move the session along. Um, that can potentially scare a client when that doesn't need to happen. You shouldn't be working too much harder than your client at all. You shouldn't be working harder than your client. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, I think that could be something that could potentially scare a
4: client.
2: Kendra, what did you say? That's me
4: too. Oh, I think it was in reference to the uh, wondering what the right question was in a a session, Mm -hmm. which I can kind of understand why somebody would have that fear, because if the goal of coaching is to maximize the potential of the client, you're always sort of thinking, what is the best question to move towards that goal? And well... Yes,
1: yeah, but I think that that's not. I think that that framing is flawed. To assume that there is a best question to start with, when that that's not even how we should think of it. We should just be curious to learn more. It's not about that's that definitely again us being attached to the outcome. We want our client to get to X, Y, and Z. Well, that is an indication that we are attached to the outcome and we're not actually present in the moment, we're curious about our clients and being there with them. It's like imagine somebody's telling you a story right and and you want to get every detail of that story and it's you know you're you're hanging on the the, every word that they say you were new we've all had those moments right where it was like oh my god okay yes tell me more you know those moments that is how we should be as a coach we should be curious like it's like it's this juicy story that we've got to hear every detail about and um and not be worried about what the outcome is just be in invested in the story Really.
4: Right. So then what if we also talk about the stories clients tell themselves? What if the story the client is telling is maybe not the story they want or um, maybe sort of leads to black and white thinking or I don't know so, how to describe so if it. I'm like,
1: black and white thinking, if I'm, if I'm saying, well, you know, it always turns out this way. Like it always does. Every time it turns out this what are you at?
4: I would ask, does it always turn out what? that way? Is is that always and forever?
1: <laughs> or
4: does it sometimes turn out that way?
1: Exactly. So right there, you've asked that question. And, and I would go, well, not always. Yeah, there have been times when it, it didn't. And so what would you do from there?
4: So tell me about the times that it didn't go that way. Well... And-
1: this that or the other thing happened and and so what you've done though is is now you've shifted the story though haven't we we've taken that story that always and now we're shifting it to a different space and we're doing so by being curious it's not about the outcome though it's not about knowing that i have to be in this gray area or i it's you're now just exploring the not always um if that makes any sense Um, I see that we have fearful being a coach. I just received my certification and I'm nervous to move forward. Well, what is forward? Why? <laughs> <laughs> <Bye. laughs>
2: um.
3: As far as addressing, um, some of the fears of being a coach, would you guys think it's maybe more important to understand what not to do as a coach or what to do as a coach, what you should what, be doing? What to do That makes was. sense. Well, I, hate I hope getting, makes that makes sense. The
1: negative things like that, that like, these are the mistakes. These are the things that you can do wrong. Cause then you're fixated on all the negative, And so it's bound. It's almost like you're setting yourself up to fail. I mean, that's great mm-hmm. me. Um, uh, worry about the things you do and you need to do and and not the things you don't need to do <laughs> because that seems like a waste of energy. <laughs> I,
3: well, I'm not saying um, worry about the things that you might get wrong. I'm saying like, as far as maybe like, so for us, for example, we kind of in our class, we explain to you what the do's and don'ts of coaching are. Um, I think there's so many more do's that you can do that can possibly enrich the the session to the point where it can really just, that can be very scary. Mm-hmm. I think, and confusing as to which direction to wow. move into. I know for the don'ts, there's quite a handful of those. You know, you, this is what you should not be doing in a session. And I think moving based off of that might be mm-hmm. a bit easier as a coach, just well, depending a, on your, what type of person you are.
1: Brain bias. That's that's just your negative brain bias speaking.
3: Is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it because I get, I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of do's, like we and we do give a lot of tools in class. but yeah. you know, And I know that there are times that that I have, and I know that I've spoken to other coaches, they're like, oh, I never used that tool. And they're like, they feel, it's almost like there's like a guilt. They're unlimited, yeah. Um, But that's just because you haven't had a use for it yet, or you haven't integrated it. There's plenty of times I have learned something to do something, and then only only really just scratch the surface but then as I do it I refine it and I make it better Mm -hmm. and I I, I move forward and it gets I I, by the time I where I started is not where I finished and I'm using a lot more tools and that's because the other ones have become second nature because I've learned because it's it's emergent strategy essentially you've got to be able to adapt and 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 it's not real life to walk into a, a session with a but a book of, of this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to ask these questions in this order. And that's just not how life is. So it's a little unrealistic to to do that. And that's- I call that the
2: cookie cutter answer. There's not a cookie cutter answer with this. Um, part, of, part of the coaches being in their heads and, you know, wanting to do this, it's just getting out there. You just got to do it every day, every place you go to every we live breathe sleep the process you're in the grocery line you're interested in what the person behind you is doing or the cashier is doing or whatever you just start practicing the tools everywhere and before you know it you're not even realizing like Brooke said you're not even realizing you're using that particular tool because you've practiced it so much it's part of the organicness of who you are now developing
1: uh, Kend- practicing- Kendra says, I'm in my head so much that it's stopping me from actually getting started, even though a big part of me knows I will be successful. And up to you, I would ask, well, what can you do today to get started? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that first step?
2: <laughs> yeah. Keep um, it simple, right? You just keep it simple.
1: Yeah. What can you do today to get started? Mm-hmm. And don't think about it. Don't get you just just say, pick one thing and do it. There's no, you don't have to think about anything other than doing that thing, whatever that is. Um, and then once you've done, you do that one thing, I, I guarantee you the next one will be a little easier and you'll be in your head a little less. Um, you guarantee it? I get, yeah, well, I'm I'm not, <laughs> right now. I'm not taking off the hat, <laughs> not wearing the coach hat, the coach hat is off, um, uh, but I, I, uh with regard to fear and i think it was just asked earlier is it ever important fear is without a doubt important it is mm-hmm. uh, it is also something we shouldn't be ashamed of um somebody who struggled with it it's uh and there is that like sense of like oh my god i'm not normal because i have fear <laughs> but that's not actually true you're actually just reacting like a person that would react and that's to be fearful and, and it's built into us to, to keep us safe right um but it's in the fear that it, we find the greatest learning, right? That's where we, it's when we get into that fear and we face it and we get through it that we, the greatest learning and growth can occur. So it's a big indicator at a minimum of, okay, I'm afraid. That probably means I might want to explore a little. What, what is, what that is a, that's a big, like, Ooh, if I'm afraid, then maybe I should. Yeah. It's, a little, it's
4: a little, the a check-in <laughs> light that pops up that tells you, Okay, gotta check what the inner workings of what's going on here.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, if, if you wanted like a big blinking sign that 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 there's an opportunity for growth and learning, it's in that fear. So get push yourself till you're afraid, and then and then that's when you can feel good possible at that point. Um, and I think that when we stay in our comfort zone, which it tends to be something that's easy for us to do, right? We all stay in our comfortable space and doing our routine and uh, that's where that we are not afraid and it's easy to retreat there but when we push the the bounds of that that's when we grow and change and and our clients usually when they're hiring us they're in a space that they want that growth they mm-hmm. want they they want to face those fears and that's why they've got a coach um most of the time
4: for kendall uh or kendra what she just said I've done everything besides actually put myself out there to get clients on social media. I even have web pages for my coaching, but that's as far as I have went. Still hasn't that answered. Did, hold on. That didn't answer Brooke's question though. <laughs> Brooke, what was your question again? My
1: question, Kendra, was what can you do today to be your first as your first step putting yourself out there? What is your first step? As a
2: coach, not okay. as building your business. So we'll wait and see if thought. <laughs> I think there's a little delay in the response. So I think it would be
4: good for coaches as well to sort of reaffirm their questions because you might ask a question in a session. The um, client might go a bunch of different ways with this, but then maybe just asking that question again, but, and then say what you said again, and that might help keep the client sort of on track a little bit.
1: Well, that's avoiding, right? If a client is gonna, well, I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding. I'm so I'm gonna talk about this, that, and the other. Uh, and that's again an indication of a fear, right? Not that,
4: that we we're saying that you're avoiding, can't you?
1: <laughs> but there that it could be but, an, yeah. a client where you 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 ask them something and they start to, t- to talk about all these other things, like Anthony's deflecting. Um, <laughs> Uh, and this, I guess that comes up in a lot of ways, a myriad of ways like, uh, transference and, um, avoidance, um, uh, deflection, what are are getting angry. There's a tons of ways that a co our client can be, um, dancing around something. They're afraid to to talk about. Um, and that, that is definitely one I can make a video. Ask if anybody would like a free consultation. Okay. Kendra, so when are you going to make the video?
4: She answered a question with a question though. I, I know
1: w- that one. You <laughs> 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 like so Kendra, Kendra, when are you going to make the video? <laughs> I'm just disregarding the almost impossible because we know it's not. Uh, I can make a video if anyone would like a free consultation. Okay, so when can you make the video, Kendra?
2: And when? Can, where can we see it?
4: <laughs> Ooh, a
2: challenge. Yes.
4: <laughs> Is challenging your clients sort of like that?
2: Wow. Um, well, I, it's one of the
1: things we do with our clients is to hold them to, uh, to, to have them set up their own timelines. Like this is it's and a timeline is important and having that. Cause that is smart. You know, it, it's part of those goals is you need to know what your deadline is. You need to have actionable. Okay. So tomorrow Kendra has committed to tomorrow video by tomorrow. Where can we see it, Kendra? <laughs> Cause we're going to, we're going to look for it.
4: <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know about that.
1: oh kendra <laughs>
4: so she, she didn't agree for us to see it so i can let that slide
1: i'll let it
4: slide for now i it's don't this... know if we're in her niche or anything like that
1: so, so i mean let's all let's all show kendra how how we can do this uh everybody ask but offer free consultations to people <laughs>
4: hi everybody my name is anthony lopez i give free coaching con or i am giving free coaching consultations for the next two weeks if you dm me or sign up with me or email me or whatever get in contact with me i will do a one hour free coaching session with you about anything you want
1: so it's that simple so really i don't think making the video is kendra's fear what is kendra's fear truly uh what is your fear? Because I don't think it's making the video. What is the fear is my question. I'm scared. <laughs> what is? The, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of, Kendra? Give her a minute.
2: Give her a minute. She's trying to answer. I know. I know.
4: That's it. Call, get her on the line. Call her in. I
2: know. It's just a delayed response. Be patient. You have to be patient. It's still um, not going to be good enough. And what if it isn't? What is, Yeah. What if it isn't and what is good enough
4: it's also free coaching
2: what that's, is good enough
4: that's such a that's yeah. a very low bar to set which what is, is good like what
1: how do you measure good enough i need a give me a measurement for good enough mm. <laughs> <laughs> i'd like a, a quantifiable You're definition <laughs> um
3: yeah, I want to I buzz her in. Here
1: we go. All right, we're going to send her, send her the link. Let's bring her in. <laughs> they may not want to coach me again. Maybe again. Okay, so uh, Kendra. So here,
2: here's the cool thing I just heard in that statement. The cool thing I heard in that statement is that you'd got somebody to respond and they're taking you up on your offer.
4: She
0: yeah. No. No. <laughs>
1: to coach with you again why we I mean, really truly what happens what's the worst that happens there's there'll be more right yeah. it,
3: just, and okay. and who's to say that that has anything to do with you as well Kendra yeah. I mean maybe maybe someone was coaching with you for the first time and they decided hey this is not a space I want to be in right now I am not ready for this
1: it's their fear and insecurity yeah. and not you it has nothing to do with you,
4: and uh, you can be your clients like you, every- And. There's for every coach.
1: So. <laughs> I said maybe they'll refer people to you. Maybe it's not the space they want to be in, but they know somebody that'd be perfect. Per- perfect space <laughs> for. There's so many things you don't know until you put yourself out there.
3: Yeah, you know no, what no. will happen if you don't do anything?
2: Nothing. nothing,
3: which has got to be scarier than I, I think. Might just <laughs> be the getting, getting started.
1: You'll be in the same spot, just not have pulled the trigger. You'll have a bunch of nothing going on, which is. <laughs> but in one case, you have hope. <laughs>
4: um, Isn't that also the ultimate goal of coaching so that your client doesn't need a coach. Yeah. Oh, perfect.
2: absolutely.
4: Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe you were just that good that in the first coaching
3: session, they were like, Nope, oh, I'm done. Handle. Thank out. you, Kendra. I'm out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Deuces.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think just in general with whenever it comes to being afraid of starting anything, it, it just takes I like to always put it towards the analogy of like starting a little snowball, and then just rolling it down the hill. I mean, without starting that first little snowball, you can never. I mean, I don't want to use avalanche as like potentially being like the end result because that's pretty violent. That's but awesome.
0: yeah, pretty you know, weird.
3: just a just a nice big giant snowball at the end of the hill where everyone can you know kind of, kind of have fun with you know on a winter's winter's day or something like make that, a but. snowman yeah there you go perfect i was
4: thinking of a giant snowball like running over children so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's the basis for our
3: snowman I that needs to worry about
2: you guys sometimes i really do <laughs> <laughs> we have six,
1: six, you hired us
2: oh my goodness
4: so going uh, going back to a client's fear uh i think we also talked about or Sort of in our little notes, we talk about backpedaling as well. So what if there's a client?
1: I don't know what you're talking about with back. I don't. I never mentioned anything
3: about
4: backpedaling. It's in our notes for. It's, it's in the drive.
3: It's in our notes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: If there was ever anything you wrote about backpedaling. I think that you guys are. It's,
3: it's in there. So I'm looking at it right now.
1: Never happened. <laughs>
3: I, I wouldn't hear Anthony out. I don't know what you have to say about I'm backpedaling. I'm
2: backpedaling. I'm backpedaling, people. <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: Brooke's backpedaling. She's being evasive. <laughs> what are you afraid of? She's backpedaling.
2: Of? Is she saying she's not backpedaling? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I've never mentioned it. I never wrote this about backpedaling. backpedaling. Who
1: knows about
2: backpedaling? <laughs>
4: Oh, and Kendra, you <laughs> yeah. are welcome as well. We love so talking just to Just have fun. With,
2: I mean, you're just having a connection. You're just having fun and you're just being interested. Kendra, can you just do that? Have fun, be interested. Oh, oh, can you just, though? Don't can you just me? Oh, I'm going to congest you. Can you just <laughs> have fun? That's like you should. <laughs> you know the should. This is. No, but have fun, absolutely. Have fun with it. Just we're also things.
4: we're also technically not coaching her, so we can not just tell all. This is we Not all No. We are coaching
2: for one minute right now. <laughs> so that's the challenge. Just have fun. Yeah, get out be there. Interested in what you're? How about this I have a question say? How do you make
1: it fun for yourself? How do you make this not such like a big dire circumstance and you know this end all be all thing? and instead how do you make it fun how do you make a game out of it how do you yeah. make it fun time?
2: so for me we're talking fears now i have to just do the leap i just have to i call it close my eyes and have that blind leap of faith and just do it and I then to,
1: like how can i how can we actually make fun like make it fun yeah. I, for me i make like a game out of it i would i yeah. would make- like, a, I would try to find a way, like, okay, I'd set, like, objectives, and I'd be like, okay, um, and then it would be let I would
4: see tough. how crazy sport. I could get without being unethical and sort of breaking <laughs> of <the> <laughs> Aside from that, it's just, like, how just, like, crazy and outgoing and just insane could I be as a coach and still or, keep people interested? Like, how far could <laughs> I go? Or, and like, I, that,
1: like I like that. that. That's a good point, though, but, like, you could take it and go, okay, well, wait, how many different videos doing different things could I put out there? Like, okay, so I'm going to make this instead, like, a big testing ground for me, and I'm going to I'm gonna put out a video about doing free ones. I'm going to put out a video about doing, you know, uh anything, like, wearing the color blue. I'm going to put out and see what comes back and just sort of do it as, like, a, a test yeah. research thing, and it's more about... In the responses and not about whether or not they're gonna coach with me it, it takes that the pressure off of me and puts the you know puts it in more of like a game space or, or learning
4: space do it as an improv game like uh whose line is it anyways where they're like okay now do it like a noir film <laughs> do it like a pro wrestler
2: just do it <laughs>
1: wearing a hat and like you see everything but that's the thing oh, I haven't you know, played
2: double dutch do you do you guys Maybe there's somebody else you can do
1: a video with, or you can see if you can get people involved. Why not? Um, But make it a game. Make it less about the stress of, of people accepting me, and, and, and more about like the this could be fun. What can I learn? <laughs>
3: um, Did you
2: guys ever play double dutch jump? No, yes, no,
3: course, actually yeah. yes. I love the girls'
4: game. I can't
2: do it anymore, <laughs> but back in the day, I was pretty good at it.
1: Well, again, worst thing that happens is you trip. That's the worst. And you fall, and you might have a bloody nose. But then you get, out, then you get to get out of school. Scaring.
0: You're
4: scaring everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because what I, you know, I was playing basketball, but I got my first bloody nose. <laughs>
4: I got a bloody nose one time playing tetherball.
1: I felt right. Oh, tetherball
4: is it. extreme. Yeah. I remember elementary school, it's tetherball
3: real, was pretty nose. intense. What?
2: Pie. I thought we were talking about pie. Yeah, pie. <laughs> Camry got um, a paper cut today, and she wanted to share that with you all. Talking about, about
3: reasons now. Cardboard cuts.
2: Cardboard cuts yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: okay, so what were we saying? Backpedaling. We are talking about backpedaling. That's oh, what yeah. we're doing right now. So maybe backpedaling pie, as in <laughs> What happens if we have a client like that sets a goal and then backpedals with their goal? Says no, maybe I don't really want to. Do that.
4: No, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I want to do something else instead. And then the next okay. week well, I don't really want to do that. I kind of want to work but
1: on like, even like, like, yeah, like we, or if it's not, if it's something goes wrong. Right. And so the, now they're disheartened and they're like, uh, I'm not, I think I'm going to switch goals.
3: What do we do? As you a gotta, coach? I think you can address that. You can maybe say after it's, it's occurred multiple times, say, Hey, this has happened three times over the last three coaching sessions. I just want to make sure that we're moving towards a goal that you feel is true to you and you want to complete.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: I think with that, that kind of, Checks them a bit. I don't think it scares them. It shouldn't, and it, it gives them a space to kind of just think about. You know, what, you're right. The last three sessions, I did but change my goal. What
1: yeah, if I say, I don't know what you're talking
4: about?
2: <laughs> I,
3: like, I, does it play
4: dumb. Uh, yeah, like I, I have not. I'm. I
2: can't think of gonna play dumb.
4: <laughs> I think
3: you've got to reiterate. Hey, look, I don't. Uh, I know what I'm talking about here. The last three sessions, you've changed your goal. I have notes here.
2: And <laughs> you did it
4: now. You're, now you're just gaslighting us, uh, which is different.
2: You did it. So
4: <laughs> as, a, as a serious answer, uh, maybe you can allow them to change their goal, but sort of, can you to, allow them?
1: You have, of course, you have to let no, them Oh Yeah, their yeah.
4: Quality. I mean, I'll, of course, you allow them, but like, <laughs> you don't try to keep them on the same goal or investigate, well, why is it you're changing. Maybe instead try to find out what was it about that original goal that was finding the why for that original goal. So let me give a hypothetical example. Let's say I've got a client who wants to run a marathon as a goal. They've never done anything sort of fitness related before. They run a mile, hold on. And they come to me next week and they're like, I give up. I don't want to, I don't want to do this goal anymore. Running's too hard. And I just, I would ask them. I can't run anymore. <laughs> uh, then I would ask as the client, I'd be like, "Okay, so what was it about running that mile or the the marathon? The, why was that important to you?" And hopefully, throughout the process of talking to that, they might come up with a different fitness goal that is still sort of.
1: Maybe it wasn't fitness related. Maybe it was that I wanted to tackle the mental side of running a marathon, Um, and I wanted to know that I could mentally push through that kind of endurance. Well, Um, obviously you
4: couldn't because now you're quitting. But
1: after one mile, (laughs) but that's why I need this goal (coughs) because I know.
4: (laughs) What are some other goals then that can help you push like your mental endurance? Then, what are some other things that are possible for you? Uh, maybe more purely mental rather than physical. The
1: English channel.
4: <laughs> but you see, what I'm doing is I'm exploring alternative goals that still sort of meet whatever bigger goal the client has. So if they backpedal, maybe use that to your advantage to try to get them into a goal they're more happy with, because you can't ultimately decide what if they
1: wants to change my mind every week. Like, what if I'm just that person? Like, I'm just. You know, I just am a, a
2: fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants
1: kind of girl.
4: <laughs> I just
2: want to make sure our sessions are being accountable to what you're wanting to get from what's going And so I'm going to ask them, um, Brooke, what are you getting mm-hmm. from our sessions that feels like it's supportive of you when you leave here?
1: I just like to be able to share about my whims and my goals.
2: <laughs> um, I really
1: don't expect to actually... Gain much, (laughs) so I'm happy.
3: (laughs) I think you've got to at that point. Yeah, I think at that point you've got to make an ethical choice.
2: Honoring one or another. (laughs) Just in this
1: space, while we're in this space, though, there is there is this thing. There is a, and I actually it's something we kind of took out of our curriculum a bit because it bothered me. Of this thought process between linear and non-linear people and there is this this preconception that that non-linear people are all over the place flighty, not capable of uh, which is total bs pardon my french it's absolute total bs just because we're not linear and we're not working in a line that you see does not mean that we're not working towards our goals and accomplishing things that annoys me <laughs> and again why we had to take it taken out of our curriculum um but as a coach that can be confusing at times i know with my coaches they have. I've checked in with often like where are you going with this Brooke <laughs> um, and uh, so this is, there's a big space there where this like non-linear linear feeling where you you can feel like your client might be flighty all over the place uh, but that's why checking in with them and not just assuming that that's what's going on is, is very important and critical in this space
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, as somebody who's non-linear <laughs> at all and all my clients are non-linear so I can't find a good client to, to, to submit to ICF because all of my clients are all non-linear and all over the place.
4: <laughs> and it's driving
1: me crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, I need a linear client, guys. Hey, anybody out there? Anybody out there that's linear? I could I could stand to coach you. Give me a call.
2: <laughs> um.
4: That might lead to a whole other discussion. I, I've got questions of what is actually nonlinear. Yeah, is it because there's planned nonlinear? Like there's nonlinear books that mm-hmm. are clearly planned, but there's also the nonlinear thinking, which is mo- what most people think of as nonlinear. So we're just we're like, gonna have to
1: have an episode uh, of next yeah, week about linear yeah, and we linear. That. Let's we talk about a, I now. don't I mean, think we talked about, about it, that. So. so I think that's a and great one forward. to talk about. <laughs> um, uh, I was giving you a pie anyways um, let's next week non-linear, non-linear. Yeah, let's do it let's
4: do no, it. No, no, no. we're talking about tab I want I want to talk about next week's taboos. No, a lot of the following, these myths we and the following tap- week is
1: kind of weak so let's do that that one the following week and then we'll do next week we'll do non-linear yeah
4: that's not spooky enough
1: it's not nonlinear is terrifying have <laughs> 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 the pie. 3.14159.
4: <laughs> Monsolite, Jay Bowden says, those are abstract thinkers. Yeah, you yeah. would say that, wouldn't you, Monsolite? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love you, Monsolite. Love uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I think we're we're about out of time, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a I, cool thing. Thing. I have a cold and this has deteriorated into badness.
3: <laughs> We're not gonna talk about pie for the next four minutes.
2: 3.14159. Yeah. Sorry. What's your favorite <laughs> pie? What's your favorite pie? Hershey
4: cream pie. Absolutely. Hershey
2: cream pie. pie. Yeah. Andres wow. said,
4: thank you all so much. I'll follow up with you guys and let you know how everything went. That's good. Yeah, yeah we want to hear.
2: That's right. What's I- your favorite pie, Anthony? Pumpkin like- pie. Pumpkin. I like pumpkin too. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin. I'm traditional. I like pumpkin. I like apple. I have not- what kind of pie do you like? Montalite's
1: favorite pie is
2: hand waving. She likes hand pie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like lemon pie. I like, I like lemon, lemon pie. pie. I like I like all
2: different pies. I just mm-hmm. mostly I like ice cream pie, banana pie, banana
0: you. Yeah. Ooh, I, like, I love banana. Ooh, look
2: at that face! I didn't make any faces when you said anything. <laughs> I like banana bread though. I like <laughs> banana bread. <laughs> I don't eat bread.
3: <laughs> pecan pie I, did anyone say oh, yeah. that i love pecan pie i love nuts in my pie
2: i had one time i was on the in the airport sitting next to a gentleman um and he had brought home i uh, brought home was go- taken on the plane his homemade little little um it uh, wasn't pecan i think it was sweet potato pie <gasps> he shared them i'm like oh my gosh they were dollars
1: I make a really amazing, it's with a pretzel crust and it's like a, it's a peanut butter and chocolate pie, but it's like mm. peanut butter and chocolate, um, like light and fluffy. So it's almost like <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate, it, but it's got the pretzel, salty pretzel crust. So mm. good. I, like it. It's so good that like family members request it months in advance. <laughs> um, yes.
2: And or like sweet potato pie. Yeah, pyramid yeah. like
1: experiment with pies too. I like, I'm an experimenter when it comes to food. I, I don't like baking things. The only thing I can bake is a pie. Otherwise I'm not a baker.
4: Sweet like potato
1: pie from Kendra. Like pie. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: Peanut butter and chocolate pie. So. That's
4: amazing, yeah. Oh, Oreo. I
2: think
1: oh. we totally segued. I can't ever get past the nine. 3.141592.
2: What in the heck are but, you talking about? I'm giving you pie. I'm yeah, giving you nope. pie. Oh! Can't check
3: in with me. Well,
2: the, the video keeps cutting out, and I'm not hearing the three point one four. I didn't hear that. Okay. It's
3: three point one four one five nine, bro. Is it Is it the two after the nine? Uh, yep. It's two six five three five.
2: I win. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you all for being here. Certified Life Coach Institute. We certify you in three days or six days if you want to come into level two. Magic tricks. Like. <laughs> like magic tricks.
3: We'll see you guys next week at four, right here on Facebook we and stay
2: Apparently, we're going a little cuckoo. You <laughs> <laughs> no. right.
0: guys have a Bye. wonderful week. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into today's episode once again this is brought to you by certified life coach institute we're an icf accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses in addition to other podcast episodes Feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at CertifiedLifeCoachInstitute.com. Until next time, be well.